You're listening to Taxpayers Australia's News and Insights podcast, Tax Wrap. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Tax Wrap podcast, episode 119. It's a lot under our belt. Steve Burnham, he, and again, joined by Letty Chen. Hello, Letty. Hi, Steve. It's just us two today, so um, uh, we'll, we'll manage. Uh, Letty, it's uh, fast becoming coming up to tax time, isn't it? It's um, nearly May. Um, we'll get through the budget one way or another, and then uh, it's, it's full on. Um, now, the other day, the ATO released some statistics, which was interesting. Uh, we'll get to that at, at an, another podcast, but the very interesting thing, I thought, was that there's still 73%, apparently, or 70-something percent of people still use the services of a tax agent. Yes, and apparently it's increasing every year. It's increasing, And this is just right. individuals. For oh, businesses, yeah. the number is closer to 90%. Oh, okay. Or even over 90%. Yeah, yes. No, it's good that it's, it's... I suppose the complexity of certain laws and rules mean that uh, using a, a tax practitioner is a good idea, and, uh, and we like to see that. Um, there was one little item there, Lily, that you were pointing out that... People use a tax agent. If they have to travel to see their tax agent, there is a possible deduction? Yes. So as a bit of background to that, there's a part in the tax law which actually specifically allows taxpayers to take a deduction for managing their tax affairs. And that's the phrase that's used, managing the tax affairs. Which could include travel. It could. uh, Look, the primary thing is really going to be your tax agent fees. That's that's the main type of expense that would cover. But the... ATO has just very recently issued a tax determination, TD 2017-H, right. which actually looks at, like you, was, like you were just asking just now, yep. whether the cost of travelling to have your tax return done by a t- registered tax agent would also be covered under this deduction for managing your tax okay. affairs. So, Steve, I understand that you have um, you have a story to share. Oh, well, I was, I was just going to um, sort of flesh this out. Um, I, I moved to Melbourne many years ago, and say, I'm just imagining if I have a, like a sea change and I move back down to the Mornington Peninsula, which is where I come from, <laughs> um, but I, my tax agent's in Melbourne. Yeah, and, and you've he, been, he's great. Yeah, and you've been with him for um, 10 years, and yeah. he knows all your all your private records all and the, all your history. He's got all my records, got <laughs> yeah, all the right. things. And he knows all your deep duck secrets in your, in your closet. <laughs> he knows how to deal with me, which is, which is <laughs> a good, right. good effort. But if I come from my seaside town, wherever I move to, up to the city to, to have my tax done, you're saying then that that travel, if that's all I do, I go and see the tax agent, sort it out, and then I go home, um, there's a possible deduction for that travel? Yeah, so basically if the scenario is that you book a meeting with your tax agent to finalise your tax return and talk through all your tax issues, and you drive up from the Mornington Peninsula, leaving the vineyards and the beaches behind (laughs) for the day, you specifically drive up and park at your tax agent's office, have your meeting with him for two two hours or whatever it is, turn around and drive home again, then yes, those costs of travel are definitely deductible. So that would be, do you, do you think it would also cover, say, a pay, pay for a parking spot in, in the yes. city? That would be yes. covered? And the petrol? and Yeah, so basically uh, your, your travel, expenses travel expenses would be would be covered if your sole purpose for coming to into town yep. from Mornington Peninsula is to visit your tax agent and deal with your tax affairs. Okay. Now, another scenario. What if um, a friend's having a birthday and on the weekend, I come up and see, you know, John, my tax agent, mm. Uh, on, say, the Friday, hang around, go to the birthday party and then go back the next day. I'm, I'd imagine that then what I have to apportion. Yeah, you'd have to apportion. You still get something. So you drive up. You Look, it's really only an hour, hour and a half. So yeah. under normal circumstances, it'd be pretty hard to say that you're entitled to a claim for accommodation. And in this oh, case, yeah, we'd yeah. probably be saying no to the accommodation. That's true. But, you, you know, you drive up Friday morning, have your meeting with 
John, your tax agent, mm. uh, and then you hang around the city, enjoy the Melbourne nightlife a little bit, <laughs> stay overnight in a hotel in the city, and then the next day you attend your friend's birthday party. Right. Is that your scenario? Yeah, yeah, that's a scenario. Yeah, so in that case, you'd be able to apportion probably half the travel costs, I'd say. Right. Because one day is pretty much spent uh, dealing with your tax affairs and the second day is for private purposes. Yeah. I, I think it may I'd be hesitant to be claiming the accommodation because mm. that's quite clearly for personal reasons. Oh, I see, yeah. Um, but if it was in other circumstances, like for example, if you know it was something where it's not reasonable to do on a you know hour and a half car ride, no, no, we, we should be talking then, at greater distances, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah if, if it was you know two states away or something like that, oh, right. and and it's reasonable to expect that you'd have to stay overnight in a hotel. Yeah. Like the example that the ATO gives in the tax determination is somebody who uh, has an art gallery business in Oatlands, which I assume is in, in Tasmania, Tasmania yeah. and travels to Hobart for two days, one day to f- attend a birthday party and also to uh, to meet his tax agent right. and he stays one night at a hotel. So in this circumstance, the ATO wants the taxpayer to apportion these costs and they say that half the total costs of travelling to Hobart, the accommodation, meals and other incidental costs are deductible. Okay, so because it's, it's such a distance that he can't really go home you, on the you, same you'd day. Think so. Look, I suppose yeah. at the end of the day, it's really on a case-by-case basis. You can sort of see how driving up from the Mornington Peninsula for a 10am meeting in the city that finishes at 11.30am yeah, yeah, on the yeah. Friday, it's pretty hard to say, well, I, I should be able to claim accommodation that no, night, no. 12 hours later. But if, if, <laughs> if it was further, there's a case to be to be. Yeah, had. look, with all these things, the ATO and, and the courts were always looking at everything on a case-by-case basis and look at all the actual facts and circumstances. But the general theory underlying this is that you will be able to get some of those costs deductible in relation to managing your tax affairs. You just have to apportion them so that they are reasonably attributable to your visit to your tax agent. Okay, right. Well, so the, and again, your parking at the tax agent's office will still count, I think. Because it's <laughs> yeah. relatable it's to that It's specifically related to that, yeah. yes. Well, then say my, my sea change takes me further away, say, say to, I don't know, Warrnambool or somewhere, <laughs> um, and the friend has a birthday, uh, let's say a wedding, and I travel to Melbourne for a wedding, but while I'm here, I'll pop in for an hour to see the tax agent because mm. I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Melbourne, so I thought, oh, I'd better go and see him for this little thing. What about them? Yeah. Well, I suppose it's similar to um, the example we just spoke about. You've got yep. to apportion the cost accordingly. But you would also look at how long your stay is. So if if it's a case where you're coming up into town for a wedding and you also think, well, it's a good chance to stay an extra three or four days, visit, yeah, so there's an event visit, on. visit family and friends, yeah. visit cousins and old friends you haven't seen for quite a while because you live so far away. Right. So let's just say you stay four days in Melbourne. Yep. And about one afternoon of that is spent at the tax agents. So this is where the ATO will probably say that your travel uh, for the purpose for, for the purpose of um, managing your tax affairs right. is actually quite incidental to your main private purpose because your main private purpose is really to visit family and friends right. and attend the wedding and so on and so forth. Okay. So again, they will still allow you to take some deductions but you must reasonably apportion the cost. So for example, like you're saying, because in this scenario you're talking about, you actually live quite far, so it would be reasonable to expect that you do have to stay the extra night um, in Melbourne to attend your tax agents, apart from all the personal things that you do. So if you have to spend that extra night and then see your tax agent the next day after all your partying and (laughs) visiting friends and family, (laughs) then you'd be able to claim that one extra night. Right. And you'd probably be able to claim... um, 
things like you know if you if you were incurring taxi fares between your hotel and the tax agent, or if you were driving, then driving between the hotel and the tax agent, for okay. example. Yep, yep. So but I mean, they, I'm they, they should be the costs that are attributable to actually visiting the tax agent. The so the other four job. days of partying and family and friends, you can't take deduction for that. Okay, okay, that's fair enough. Well, so what if if a taxpayer does want to make these sort of claims, what's the evidence? I mean, is it receipts or parking tickets? Is yeah, well, th- there's no hard and fast rule, but I suppose just keep everything that you can. So you're absolutely right. Things like parking, parking meter receipts or um, parking, uh, all those car park receipts. Yeah. Um, and you you definitely have to look at keeping records of the distances travelled and times oh, travelled, like things like that. Yeah, that. yeah, even if you don't keep an official logbook, you should still have something mm. something on record, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Um, and just whatever else, you know, make sure you keep notes of your meeting, maybe in your electronic calendar or something like that, just to prove that you were actually at the tax agents at that time yeah, yeah. and not at the wedding. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, 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 fair enough. Yeah. Well, do, they, do they accept, like, if you take a picture of your phone, with your phone, of, say, the odometer before you leave and then another picture... When you Look, get back, just the, to demonstrate that, the, is it the ATO is quite open to accepting electronic records. Right. Uh, obviously, the, the more the more first hand, the better. Yep. So make sure that you know the pictures are clear and things like that. But um, they, they do they do accept electronic records. Okay. And we these days we also have a My Deductions app. So for all our listeners out there, if your individual clients mm. still aren't on it, it's something that you can look at encouraging them to use because rather than them having a whole proverbial shoebox full of receipts um, and, and just no scribbled everywhere but the business travel or work-related travel, mm. yeah. then you can have it all in one neat little um, file on the smartphone which right. they could they'd email through as an Excel file. They can email that through to, to the practitioner, can't Absolutely. they? Absolutely. They, they can email yeah. that through to the tax agent. And as the tax agent, you can actually look through that whole Excel file yep. line by line and you can you can still make changes. You know, that's that's not the final answer for your tax return. You can you can still you can still make changes yeah. manually if yeah. you think that the taxpayer has made a few wrong claims. Yeah, in a way, I mean applications like my deductions actually helps practitioners in a way because then your client is actually keeping records and they can perhaps make a claim like I mean as it stands I mean if I were going to make a claim for travel to see my tax agent I'd have to think ahead I'd have to plan it and I'd have to keep well, records and all. but if you had the app you could keep yeah keep, do it on the go and with the car expenses it's, actually, it's even got a few um, ways that you can record the car expenses you can use the GPS version where oh, yeah. basically find your start and end location or you mm. can just type in the address and it works out the col- kilometres for you. Like obviously you may travel on a different road yeah. but you just want something that's easy and convenient. I mean, I, I, I personally just use the address to address and see what kilometres they pull up for Oh, me. that's true, yeah. You can re- so that makes it a lot easier. But no, it's, it's interesting to think that the uh, My Deductions app, I mean, I know a lot of uh, practitioners might have thought, oh, what, what's this, the ATO issuing something that's going to take work away from me. No, Actually, it's well, not. It's going, it'll, it'll help you Look, rather than you emailing your client every every second day saying, "Hey, do you have the receipt for this thing?" Yeah, in yeah. That scribbled note that you gave me. <laughs> hopefully, it's all in the one spot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it, and with with the my deductions app, clients can take photos of receipts with their phones. Oh, yeah. And it's actually stored on the app. Which is so a good idea anyway, you know, how they, yeah. they fade those Absolutely, they fade receipts. and people lose them and mm. they fall under the desk and all sorts of things. <laughs> so if they get a receipt from the hotel or from the um, commercial car park or whatever it is, yep. in this case, of visiting the tax agent, then they can take a photo of that 
in the phone straight away. And, and so you, even if they lose it, or for, of course, under the, the, the car seat, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and so yeah. for all our tax agents listening out there, if you have clients who are travelling specifically to see you, or if they're even popping in, you know, on the way to some, for, for some personal reasons, yep. but they're just popping in along the way, make sure you ask them to record the details of their trip, the details of their visit and um, the, the, the travel costs yep. that they incur. Because there may be another deduction. Because they, they may be able to deduct this. And clients love hearing that. <laughs> Absolutely. You'll be, you'll be on this on their side in no time. <laughs> so it's um, section 25-5, is yes, it? Yes, of okay. the 1997 Tax Act. Right. But have a look at tax determination TD 2017-8 on the ATO okay. legal database. Excellent. Thank you very much, Lydia. That's really helpful, actually. And thank you, listeners, again. Um, please tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs>